0: You know what the movies they show that little ad with the concession stand
1: where the cartoon candy's dancing and the milk duds play in the banjo he's
0: wailing on that banjo yeah yeah well i just don't understand the raisinets
1: the sax player yeah yeah
0: the box of raisinets runs up to the concession stand buys another box of raisinets so box of raisinets eating another box of raisinets it's perverse.
1: He's not gonna eat them. He's buying them for his Pepsi girlfriend. Why is he
0: dating a Pepsi? They're not having children.
1: He's a musician.
0: Musicians. Get a real job. July 7th,
1: 2013.
0: We're back, baby!
1: We are! Oh my goodness. It's
0: been so long.
1: Doesn't it feel like 800 years have passed? (laughs) At
0: least. Perhaps (laughs) 812.
1: The last few weeks.
0: Have you missed us, folks?
1: Have you? We've missed you.
0: My word.
1: Wow, dude. Life, right? Whoa. Whoa.
0: (laughs) Let me start off with the uh, biggest, most timely, and most important thing to mention right now. Why do you start
1: with that? Yeah.
0: Our semi-annual fund drive is presently running. It is. Uh, we only do it once every year or two. Actually, it's been two years since the last one. Uh, we is have a...
1: semi-annual one of those words where it can mean every other year or twice a year. Well,
0: biannual can mean that. I don't know about uh, semi-annual. Hmm. Perhaps it could mean multiple times a year or once every few years. It's English it, is annoying. It's really
1: much, once but... every few years. Yes.
0: Okay. Now back to the point. We have a very modest goal we are trying to reach, and this is for our sound effects budget for the entire year for all of our shows, so uh, if you are so inclined, please help us out. We would very much appreciate any help you can give us.
1: And if we reach our sound effects budget goal, then any additional funds are going to go toward our web hosting costs, which never stop.
0: You can find more information about it at pendantaudio.com slash donate.php, or by clicking on the top graphic uh, with the... Uh, The poor fella with the empty pockets that's up there on the main, uh, up at the top of every page of the site. So, uh, please, please, if you are so inclined to help us out and help us keep making awesome audio dramas for you.
1: And you and you.
0: And you. All right. Got some post-it.
1: This is the best tea in the entire world. I could drink it all day.
0: Your tea is not on my post it. So good. It cannot be discussed. You are breaking pendant law as we speak.
1: I could splash some tea on the post it, then it'd be on the list, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, chum?
0: uh Oh, yeah. That is one of the worst jokes I have heard (laughs) in several years.
1: Really? Yeah. Really?
0: Pretty
1: bad. Pretty bad. (laughs) Have you heard the ones you tell? Oh. Oh. Oh, I'm on a roll. Get
0: out. (laughs) Um...
1: Um. No, what's on the post-it? Please tell us more.
0: <laughs> well, now the post-it's on your forehead. Ow. Oh, it didn't stick. It's too old. <laughs> you okay. pressed
1: really hard, though, to I try. wanted it to.
0: <laughs> the release schedule on the website has been updated through the end of 2013. It is the tentative release schedule, and it does not include uh, upcoming shows, Phantom Canyon, Henderson & Havner, etc., cetera, etc., as we get closer to, um, you know... Those actually being in production and getting going, we will be able to set release dates. Yes, and such for once
1: those. we know what we're doing, <laughs> you'll we know. can let you know <laughs> and then you can
0: listen. So, but in any case, um, the release schedule has been extended through the rest of this year uh, for all the shows we have presently running, so you can check that out. And speaking of Phantom Canyon, we have a little bit of news about that. We do. Uh, we want to mention that we didn't get to before, uh, but it has been finalized that Mr. Tom Stitzer will be doing. All original music for the show. He will be our composer, so that's very exciting. Yes. We are thrilled to have him on board. We are super
1: happy to have Tom back. I
0: mean, haven't you heard the theme he did for Kingery?
1: It kicked ass. Pretty great. So
0: it's awesome that he'll be doing our Phantom Canyon music. And um, let's see. Uh, We don't yet have for you listeners out there information on the phantom canyon cast and i know that the casting call ended a month ago we thought we would have it by now but here's the thing when you're doing a professional production and there's contracts and things that have to be signed and mailed stuff takes a lot longer than you think
1: well, yeah, and we kind of have to wait till everybody, you know, confirms and sends right, back the contracts, and then it's 100%. If
0: there's an issue, and then maybe we've got to shuffle people around, or what have you, so... Yeah,
1: we've already had some stuff like that. Right,
0: so we don't want to say anything until it's all 100% guaranteed faux show.
1: And really, you'd be bored if we're like, well, this person, we are busy, we to change So it, here's and, the and, thing, yeah, so you, we'll let you
0: know as soon as... As It's all final. And it's really close.
1: Really close. We're like 99% there. So
0: close. So, so close. stay tuned for that information. Yeah. And also, relatedly, I don't know if we mentioned before, but because Mr. Jared Page, who is director on The Kingery, is yeah. also the director of Phantom Canyon. Yes. After this season, Kingery will be going on a bit of an extended hiatus so that he may take that time to focus on putting Phantom Canyon together. Yeah. And once he completes work on Phantom Canyon, the next season of Kingary will start right up again. But uh, I just wanted to let you folks know that there will be um, more of an extended hiatus there. So it depends on how fast um, Phantom Canyon can get completed. Uh, we don't want to rush things too much, you know, but we do want to get Kingery back as soon as we can. So uh, as we get more information on that, yeah. we will also keep you informed and let you know. Yes. Right.
1: Right, right now it's looking good, but... Yeah, we're going to not make any promises right at this moment.
0: There will be a, a few-month hiatus, at least, and we'll give you details on that and yeah. more accurate time frames and such as we have it. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, all of our submission samples have been sent in to the 2013 Parsec Awards.
1: Oh, yeah, that all was All of our shows on. got
0: nominated, which is very exciting. So we sent in all of our sample submissions, and we will find out if we have made it to be a, uh, a finalist in any of the categories oh, sometime soon, I think. And then I uh, we find out the results, I believe, in Sorry. August. So if the results usually come in August or September, I'm not sure now. Um, but we should be finding out if we, we made it to the finalist category in mm. any of the, um, uh, you know.
1: And we'll let you know.
0: Yeah, we'll let you know when we know, which this episode has a lot of.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, we're we're having an awful lot of, But it's
0: bits of information that tells you a little bit about it and says, we'll have more when there's more.
1: Yeah, it's like, things are happening, people. We just can't tell you what.
0: We told them (laughs) what, we just haven't told them a lot of when.
1: Well, okay. Okay. We're short on the when.
0: So, here's the last thing we have to talk about. And I saved it for last, because I figured we might go on and on for a few minutes. Really? So... Then you just
1: threw that post-it, like, let's go. Look, let's I am go. sick
0: of it, okay? Whoa. Let me tell you.
1: What? Whoa, okay.
0: Okay, so what we're going to talk about is the 2013 Pendant Picnic, or lack thereof.
1: Uh, Listen. You... Well, okay. no, no. See, we had it in <laughs> you June. You act like you're mad at everyone. <laughs> no,
0: no, I'm mad at the circumstances, which we're going to explain. Okay. Okay. So, Jared Page, who we mentioned before, director of the Kingery and upcoming director of Phantom Canyon, also a writer on the Kingery and et cetera, he does mm-hmm. lots of stuff, he drove in for the picnic from, you know, his home in Utah and, and came with his lovely wife, Catherine. Yes. And um, not long after they got here... Well,
1: they came a little bit early and...
0: But, yeah, because they wanted to like, right. do some sightseeing and stuff and they went out to the beach and... Yes. Their car broke down. At the beach. Right.
1: Which is not all that close to where we are. That's
0: not ideal. No. So, um, right, we...
1: So they were like, we, okay, that's cool. They got a rental. It was fine. Well, we they don't have to over. go into all we those
0: details, out, but here's we the thing. Fine. No, no, then, this is funny. No. Then, then our car broke down. Yeah, well, like... we were gonna go to <laughs> take them... To get it, oh, like to we pick had just up their car. Out, oh,
1: it's fine. We'll take you to get your car. After and then it was
0: getting repaired.
1: That very night, our car was dead. It just didn't start. And so we... And no, it wasn't the battery. And they,
0: and we, all, both of us, had several hundred dollars of repairs Right. Cars.
1: And not only that, total like coordination, like how are we going to get to where we need to right. be and, and how couldn't. are we going to get their car back and get their rental dropped off. they had theirs
0: repaired and we had to get ours repaired because the next week we needed it to go to work and do things. It was and a mess. The picnic was Sunday. We had to have it by Monday and they had to have their car to go back on Monday. So it was a big mess and we ended up canceling the whole picnic on Sunday because we just couldn't do it.
1: No, like it was literally impossible.
0: So it was really annoying. And very, very frustrating. Yeah, it was a rough time. So we are going to put that in the past behind us and but look forward you know to a hanging much out better with
1: Jared and Catherine picnic was nice. And well, yes, uh, they know they were here. They,
0: this isn't. It's not their fault. I'm not. It wasn't like a total bust, down, is what I'm saying. But no, and we. St- but it was annoying that we had to cancel the and picnic.
1: And hooray, Anna and Colin and helped drive people right, around. They that saved was the day super. and... and,
0: and <laughs> Helped ferry people around while we got stuff fixed, which was great of them. Anna and Colin, you are the best. Anna Rodriguez and Colin Kelly, they are awesome.
1: Right. And so They anyway, totally are.
0: In, uh, we are going to try to put all of that mess behind us. I look forward to a much better and more relaxed Pendant Picnic in 2014.
1: We very much ha- so hope that happens. We're but-
0: going to shoot for that. And so if you couldn't make it out this year...
1: Don't feel bad.
0: You didn't miss anything except car repairs. Your car might have broke too. Or your plane that you were on. Who knows? Your train could have just exploded, you know, spontaneously. Something
1: bad, probably travel-related, would have happened. It would
0: have been nuts. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. In any case, that's basically what happened. is why we don't have much to really talk about from the picnic this year. But hopefully we will see you there next year. And it will be much better.
1: Yay!
0: Are you yaying for Next car year. trouble? Oh,
1: I'm I'm pre-yaying.
0: Oh, but aren't you tempting fate then? Because it's not here yet. We Look, don't know. I'm
1: just filing a yay. I I'm filing it. Okay, filed under yay. That's right.
2: From San Francisco, California, we have Seth Scher on the line. Hello, Seth.
3: Hello, how are you? I'm good, how's it going? Oh, it's going well. Excellent. Absolutely well. Having a good week. Good, uh, not-so-quite-work-heavy week, so everything's okay from here. That's always good. That's always good. And the cats are quiet, so a double-plus good. Excellent.
2: Let's take advantage of that while we can.
3: Yes, please.
2: <laughs> All right, so we have questions from the pendulums. We have questions um, that I've got, and uh, I'm guessing
3: you have answers. Um, I'm going to say a tentative yes.
2: <laughs> Excellent.
3: And for so, others, a tentative maybe. <laughs>
2: so let's start with Dixie.
3: Boomkit Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. God, I miss doing that.
2: Uh, I haven't heard that live ever, but haven't heard that in a while. I have to go back it, and listen to it stuff. It
3: still rolls off without it, any... Uh, boom, there it goes.
2: It does. It does.
3: That was a whole hell of a lot of fun.
2: It's From, from a listener standpoint, it sounded like it was fun.
3: Good. That's the way I wanted it to sound.
2: So what made you want to work on Dixie?
3: Um, well, I have a long-standing absolute adoration for radio theater uh, from when I was very, very young, 9 or 10, and first heard my heard my first uh, radio theater broadcast, which of course was Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater doing War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. the, the infamous broadcast, not just famous. And having basically my uh, creativity torn about, torn apart and about and skyrocketed through radio theater and radio drama and audio drama and all the different various names that people have given it over the years. And it uh, pretty much from then was my favorite entertainment medium um, up to this day. And uh, after I'd moved um, cross-country to San Francisco uh, back in uh, 95 and settled myself here, I went around looking for, uh, to see um, both in the real world and online, which was just really starting back then. Right. There wasn't much of an internet, but, you know, it was starting. And seeing if there were still some groups out there that would do radio theater, that, that um, there were places that weren't just having rebroadcasts of, of the old classic radio theater shows that I had grown up on, but was doing something new um, or doing like reissues like Sherlock Holmes or or uh, Shakespearean shows, uh, new, new recordings, new casts, new things. And I found a couple, actually, I found a couple of, of local groups who do live radio theater in the Bay Area, but I also went online. And found groups that were doing it through the tried and true uh, satellite broadcast uh, recording method that we all know of and love these days, um, where basically anyone with a computer and a a microphone and a a power for both uh, could do voices and, and record them and get them to an editor and they can make basically audio dramas from home. And... I started looking about and and responding to auditions from places like Pendant uh, when it was just a wee bairn, just a wee bairn. Um, And also on uh, Darker Projects, I found them pretty much at the same time Mm -hmm. and tried out for some of the different shows on there. Um, But I also noticed that they were doing more modern shows and I also and I, I wanted that, but I also wanted things that would harken back to that more carefree time, the time of like Raiders of the Lost Dark, the more adventure serials like like Hop Harrigan, like Speed Gibson, like uh, Captain Midnight and those type of adventure shows. And no one was really doing that. They were doing a lot, There were a lot of tie-ins, media tie-in, uh, but not a lot were doing uh, original shows. There were some here and there. Uh but nothing of that vein. Um and so I uh emailed Jeffrey very tentatively, because you know he's the the master of Pen and Audio and you don't just go talking to the master, just you know, off the cuff. You have to be introduced. Right? Right? Right. Right, right Jeffrey. Right, Jeffrey? <laughs> right. You need an entry card, but I didn't know that. <clears throat> So I sent him an email, being all brass, and, and was talking to him about um, uh, doing, uh, possibly doing a show like those. And uh, during the conversation, I basically went flat out and said, I challenge you. I challenge you, if you will write this type of show, I'll direct it. I won't just lend my voice to it and, and try to get somebody else to do all the work. In putting the show together, but I would put the show together, and he grabbed it and ran with it, absolutely full out. Oh yeah, um, but I remember um, also giving one stipulation to the show, um, for you know, other than it be you know classically set during World War II and involve fighter planes and all that, but the, the lead character would be a woman, a female fighter pilot in World War II. Um, basically taking the old conventions of radio theater and giving it a better modern spin.
2: What, spin. what made you want to have a female lead?
3: Um, because there weren't a whole lot of female leads in adventure serials by then that I had heard. There were some, like Candy Manson, Mm-hmm. as one. And um, in uh, the Byron show of, over on Darker Projects, Okay. Um, I believe, had have, have Laura Post in, in a very, very primal, if not the lead, sort of. Um, David Alt may dispute that. <laughs> <clears throat> but there wasn't a huge amount, and I always thought that basically women could be as good or better fighter pilots and said, let's change it up. Okay. Bring it into the 20th, almost 21st century. It was something I wanted to hear. Well, he
2: definitely ran with it. We got 50 episodes. Mm-hmm. And you directed most of those.
3: I directed um, almost all of them except for the final, like, five or 6 mm-hmm. uh, When, um, after I had transitioned over to work uh, drafting, excuse me, not, it's not work, production is not work, drafting um, and doing production design for the Colonial Radio Theater, a professional uh, commercial outlet, mm-hmm. uh, the work there had gotten so stacked up that I just I couldn't uh, keep it up, and unfortunately had to give uh, had to start giving it some aw- some away. That's when uh, my friend Jim Hamilton came on board to direct part of the show, mm-hmm. half the show. And had a wonderful time doing He wanted to do the commercials and the the end credit sequences, which were just fantastic. (laughs) He really, really had the nuts and bolts for them. Um, I
2: remember lots of punching.
3: Oh, yeah. Poor Volker.
2: Um, He had it coming.
3: Fortunately, right there to the end, um, I had to give it up because the work was basically... The, the work. There I go. There I go again. Pleh. The design was getting just too much onto my schedule. Your plate runneth over. My plate runneth over. And it was, um, unfortunately, it, both the shows that I was working on, the Dixie for pendant, and at that point it was a... Uh, a a uh, period show that I was working on at Colonial Radio set during the French and Indian War Mm. which is very rarely done in any medium Um, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get onto the production team at Colonial Radio so I could do more period work like Dixie, like Uh, the the French and Indian War show called Ticonderoga. And and period pieces is something CRT is known for, Um, especially colonial-era America. And I really, really went for that. And unfortunately, they kind of butted heads at that time. Hmm. So I had to make a choice for better or worse. Gotcha. And so I gave off, um, I had to give off Dixie at the end. Even if I was still going to voice there.
2: Any regrets not completing the directing?
3: Yeah, regrets. Um, but absolute uh, uh, absolute joy at um, the two who took over mm-hmm. and guided it through the end. They were amazing even though I was trying to, to impose a little bit more of my style than I should have on them <laughs> there to, you know, trying, trying to tell them how to mix it. I shouldn't have done that. Um, but they, they carried it through. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are amazing. And they did absolutely amazing job at the end. But yes, I do regret not being able to finish it.
2: So when I first started listening to pendant many years ago, Dixie, hadn't even started doing commentaries yet right and
3: we didn't do until like second season ish somewhere like near the middle of the second season i think
2: something like that i think yes
3: around like episode 17 eight, if i remember correctly and we look at the website
2: Um, Way ahead of you. The first audio track is on episode 15, released October 2nd, 2007.
3: Such a long time ago. Yes. Where has the time flown?
2: Episode 1 premiered on July 4th, 2006.
3: Yep. We wanted it that way.
2: Yep. That... um...
3: Kind citizens, thank you for listening.
2: (laughs) So... When I first started listening to Pendant and I sent out um, an email to the Yahoo group, you were one of the first—I think, if not the first—person to respond to me, welcoming me into the 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 community, and <laughs> promptly told me to get my butt over and start listening to Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
3: Yeah. Okay. That was me. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
2: And I have to admit, I didn't right away because at the time. Old-timey stuff wasn't my bag, but yeah. it just made the time I had to wait between episodes that much shorter when I did get around to listening to it, and I loved it.
3: That's what people do nowadays. They wait for TV shows to come out on DVD and then be, pretty much on the season. Yeah. Right there.
2: Well, it wasn't that I had planned on waiting. It's I had my own, you know, from my own, I guess, worldview, and... I remember regretting not starting it earlier. So, those of you out there who have not listened to Dixie, get your butt over to PendantAudio.com. Start downloading episodes right now. We'll wait for you.
3: It's unfortunate that maybe you didn't start earlier, but that you came to the party at all is enough, and that's a big yay.
2: Yay. And it was a fun show, and the idea of putting commercials into the show I thought was brilliant
3: just like classic radio shows mm-hmm. had to be done, but the way they evolved was totally <laughs> Jeffrey brilliant. <clears throat> yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: um, misfortune divine. And we'll leave it at that. So when it comes to acting, um, yes. do you prefer more modern kind of roles or do you like going into into the past
3: um i like a combination of both actually i don't mind doing period pieces or more modern pieces i i want a a full palette on my voice because this this entertainment medium radio theater is what prompted me to go for voice acting in the first place. That's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be a commercial actor. I didn't want to necessarily do cartoons, although I do in certain ways, especially certain animes. It was because of radio theater that I wanted to be a voice actor and to be able to be as versatile with my voice in a medium that only uses sound. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pretty much guaranteed that you had to be a quality artist there to be able to get the meanings through. Right. That to me was the greatest challenge. There are too many advertisings these days, where the voice is just kind of there, and very plain and kind of boring. And I didn't want that. <laughs> I wanted to be. I wanted to do radio theater. Right which was all about carrying everything through your voice, every emotion possible. And I wanted to experience every emotion possible to get the job done. It's still a passion of mine, obviously. I can tell.
2: How about classical stuff like Shakespeare?
3: Shakespeare... Um, I, I do want the challenge, however, it's something I'm absolutely terrified of because I have a uh, an intellectual challenge with the the writing style, with the language style, the the the, the play of words. I am not it, it doesn't come very quickly to my mind how to operate it. Or to to basically translate the 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 lyrics, um, the words, the lyrics, into my brain to be able to to vocalize them as correctly as I feel I should. It it's it, it's a mental issue that I'm uh, that that I'm absolutely wanting to challenge, but it terrifies me.
2: I've said in a couple interviews that I've always had a hard time wrapping my brain around. Shakespeare and I think you just voiced exactly what I'm talking about when I say that.
3: Now, where Shakespeare is I- involved, I'm I'm actually more of a modern uh, uh, fan of that through people like Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, his Henry V is is on you know my staple of top ten films. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's because of of uh, producers like that that help me to get what's going on more than the classical but still there's a, a lot of uh, of talking of talk that takes me a very long while to wait okay that's what he was saying
2: right right
3: on, of, of understanding so uh, with the the Wild Bill Shakespeare show uh, <laughs> you may not see that many auditions for me, but every now and then I do enjoy lending my voice um, which I have been doing actually for Much Much Ado About Nothing if I remember correctly.
2: And who are you in Much Ado? I am
3: Conrad if, uh, if that's how his his name is pronounced Conrad Conrado. Um, one of the side characters Excellent um, and I get a couple of scenes here and there which I hopefully do rather, rather okay with. It's one of those when I record those, I, it's pretty much like flinging spaghetti on the wall and <laughs> hoping, hoping one strand sticks.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, looking forward to hearing you in that. Moving on to another show you had a little bit to do with.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Tingery
3: yes uh, a little bit to do with that <laughs> for the first like what nine ten episodes how, how much and, and i get to i got to actually um after it was after i'd done with the the production of that i actually later on i got to to do a I got to be a bartender yes on the on the on the show who dies <laughs> i got to be a dead bartender that was cool so you
2: wrote for the first nine episodes then
3: um, I did two of the the nine episodes, mm-hmm. uh, the fourth episode and like the sixth or eighth or something like that. I forget uh, which was the later episode, which number it was, but I got to do two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, add my um, since all the episodes were written by a team, we you know got together and discussed it, so I got to lend um, a bit of my uh, notes. Um, my ideas to the, the team that would write all those episodes. Right. Um, but there were two that were penned by me, hauntingly, nervously.
2: Any plans to come back to Kingery?
3: Um, I would like to come back to Kingery. I wouldn't mind uh, being a vocalist. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't been doing a lot of voice acting the past couple of years. Um, The production effort has been my mainstay. Hmm. Um, I've kind of of gotten away from that, but I want back in, so I will be looking at uh, casting calls as they come out, Mm -hmm. Um, or any ninja castings.
2: (laughs) How about um, getting back on the writing team?
3: Um, On the writing team, I'm not very comfortable as a writer. It's something that I've done, kind of that that'll you know if there's an idea in my head that just won't shut up, I'll Mm -hmm. write it down and get it out. But um, as 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 hopefully good as those episodes were, I hope they were good. um, I had uh, it was shivering. I was very very nervous in writing those, and I I wasn't at all sure that my writing style was very clean Mm -hmm. or clear. And I populated it with some interesting uh, quotes from other media, mm-hmm. um, in certain respects, uh, which I probably shouldn't do. But still, there you are. So, um, it was fun to uh, produce, like it was um, a, a casino show, like almost like CSI. I actually um, draft that as a as an inspiration for how. Um, I had originally put The Kingery together to make okay. it sound like it was happening almost on a casino at Earth mm-hmm. near an airport, but, you know, put spaceships, you know, rockets blasting off and, and a little bit of laser uh, sounds there. But all in all, uh, I wanted it to be a recognizable place to most people. Not sound overtly sci-fi. Right. But somebody like, wait, hey, I've been to that casino.
2: Right, right. So, instead of writing for a show, you come up with ideas and challenge Jeffrey to make
3: them. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel I'm better at generating ideas, not so much getting them out onto paper. <laughs> <laughs> Any
2: ideas popping up in your head lately?
3: Um, a few. Mm-hmm. And the people that, that I'm interested in um, opining them to are interested but uh, no tractions yet, yet, okay. um, and that's as, uh, that's as much as I can say right now. Right. Well, if it has... I, um, I did uh, get to have some fun writing um, a short story for a seminar that was originally going to be like a three or four part story um Mm -hmm. first one was called runaway Mm. Uh, it was back when cat 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 was running seminar (laughs) Um, and she put the show together it was a an an action piece where a twin a star a twin to another star was basically turning runaway and going to basically exit out that star system and destroy all life um and this this one ship that was tracking it oh interesting um I forget what season it is, but it's called Runaway, um, and that was that was cool. That was fun. And also, an earlier uh, story, short story called Escape Pod, which was an interesting idea uh, cool. about uh, the 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 last survivors of a uh, a starship that exploded, and basically they're just you know in an escape pod hoping for rescue. Right. Um, And another one, another uh, short story, very short story called ESB, called Empire Strikes Back, about a kid that owns an empire typewriter, you know, an actual typewriter that springs to life (laughs) and and threatens to take over the world. So that was fun. But those were basically writing didn't come very naturally, very well to me. Mm So I pretty much uh, put those to bed, and uh, even though I was thinking about expanding upon the the one runaway story, it never really got many legs. Okay. I think I'm better at putting shows together and, and vocalizing. So that's where I'm staying.
2: Well, if any of these ideas that you have are half as good as your Dixie concept, you should be getting some good stuff. We'll see. Knock on wood. <laughs> so Seminar, you've uh, yes, gotten a bit more involved in Seminar lately. We've been hearing, and I think especially in the upcoming uh, On The Next,
3: mm-hmm.
2: we hear ahead. you a bit more.
3: Um, that's true. I've gotten a, a bit more involved in the seminar storyline. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but mm-hmm. uh, Student Three has a, a a bit more of a curve coming, mm-hmm. or in play, and it's going to be interesting. It's an interesting little little twist that we're hoping will interest our listeners. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> and that's fun. It's been a while since I've been involved with that.
2: Were you surprised to find out that Student 3 was coming back?
3: Uh, actually, I was. I, I didn't know um, for a while. Um, and There they are. And there's a cat who is definitely demanding of he, He's never been... Fluffed. He's never been petted. He's never had any attention whatsoever, as you can tell. Mm. Um, but I enjoyed what the what the what's going on with Student Three. It, it had been a while, and I thought I thought Student Three had basically gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he just didn't die. Just you know, plain death. Right. It's an interesting revitalization. We'll see where it lands. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to be too deceptive, but I don't want to give much away to potentially spoil.
2: No, no, we definitely don't want to do that. So, um... Any plans to direct for Pendant again?
3: I've learned never to say Never. However, my inbox is rather full for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not saying no, um, but right now it's it would be a huge schedule conflict. Gotcha. Right now. Later, we'll see.
2: Well, I know Jeffrey gets show pitches from time to time and they hit all different stages and they take a while to get into production. So anything's possible.
3: Anything is possible. Absolutely. Anything, anything, anything. There I said, dropping into my radio announcer voice again. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Anything.
2: I have to go back and listen to the whole, uh, the whole series again yes yeah. thanks for that
3: <laughs> thank you america yes you should re-listen to every single episode one after another after another don't close your eyes don't go to sleep Listen to them all.
2: <laughs> so when you're not doing pendant stuff you obviously have a lot of stuff going on what uh what are you doing
3: um, well, uh, there's a day job. Uh, I work for a, a company that does um, uh, research uh, down in, in downtown San Francisco, and that takes a good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but off that, and uh, I work downtown San Francisco, so going home immediately after work isn't quite so much the idea. Hanging around outdoors in the city, um, which I absolutely adore. <laughs> Uh, it's is another thing that takes up a good chunk of time um, And then of course Is the, the production work that I have For Colonial Radio um, Which I do during the evenings um, At least one scene per day um, It could be like a minute long It could be three minutes, could be five minutes um, And I'm Actually going to be working Very soon, in another couple of weeks I will be working um, With David Alt's voice um, Oh who you've probably heard before. Um, I,
2: I've heard... A, I think there are two words from him that I, I
3: mm-hmm. have a hard
2: time getting past. Yes. I, I think when you're in Pendant for a while or listen to the earlier Pendant stuff, mm-hmm. once you hear those two words, you're pretty much done. Oh, yes. I don't care who you are.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry to say he probably won't be saying those two words in that production. hmm Um... But I will be working with him again, and it's been a while since, uh, since Dixie, since uh, uh, Scar Trooper number two, yes. which I have absolute fun memories for. And I forget what they named They actually, David and Philip, came up with the names, the actual th- names of their characters at one point, and I've ab- totally forgotten what they are. So somebody remind me. Somebody on the medium, like like Facebook or something, remind me. Send me a note after this airs or David, David. Yeah. Remind me. Anyway, uh, I get to work with him. He has uh, been picked as the principal character of professor Pearson. Uh, colonial radio is doing a full cast dramatization of HG Wells, original novel version of war of the worlds. Ah, and he
2: is in it. So he's going to be doing uh, Orson Welles'
3: character. Actually, um, well, yes, but it's not Orson Welles' character. It's H.G. Wells' character. It's the original yes. character. It's the original settings, the um, the English countryside being sandblasted. Mm-hmm. Martian war machines. And I get to design Martian war machines. <laughs> Very cool. I was speaking of the uh, 1939?
2: 1930, 1938. 1938. 18- 19- yes
3: Mm -hmm. uh uh, his news the 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 news reporter edition of war of the worlds Mm -hmm. late scientist professor richard pearson um one of the best vocalizations of that part ever
2: ah see he didn't mention that when when he did the the interview with me so Mm -hmm. we'll we'll have to we'll have to do something to him for for that but uh,
3: well, it depends on when uh, he did the interview with that and when it aired. Um, it may have been before he was cast. Oh, okay. Dep- that depends on on how far back it was. Ah. Because this is uh, this is a reason you know I I haven't started yet. I mean, he finished the the, the recording uh, his, his lines uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. So or last month. Um, which was a couple weeks ago. Right. It's June already. Jeez. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and that will be hopefully coming out somewhere around Halloween this year. We're hoping for a Halloween release.
2: And and that is the traditional release for uh, War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. At least the earlier productions.
3: Yeah. We're hoping to follow tradition. In a traditional way.
2: That is very cool. I'll have to keep my eye out for that.
3: Absolutely. Hopefully, will will it'll air um, on SiriusXM radio, or hopefully it, it'll air on radio. Period. Oh, really? But also, it will be of course released on CD and MP3 through Audible and and uh, iTunes and Amazon and all those other online places that people go to.
2: So, uh, what other things do you have going on?
3: I've also got uh, let's see I'm also working on I'm the uh, the principal producer for their longtime western show Powder River mm-hmm. which some people may know um, since the since a couple of years ago with the 5th season I'm now working on in the middle of the 4th of the the 4th the 7th season excuse me um, of 12 episodes per season um, and that's a lot of fun doing a, a western uh, show from like 1880s and getting to play with all the classic uh, pistol sounds and the horse sounds and Indian sounds um, and steam train sounds, not not train, regular train, but steam train sounds mm-hmm. and, and getting basically a classic feel without any new technology sounds whatsoever mm-hmm. um, and having to pay attention to the types of sounds I use, like old doorknob sounds, old footstep sounds. Uh, and and uh, let's see, what else? Uh, I can probably say sometime later this year, um, the one production, I, other production I can talk about is after War of the Worlds, after i am done season seven of Powder River, I will be also producing um, our Full cast dramatization of Jules Verne's adventure story around the world in eighty days. Wow! Yeah, so I got lo- I got two to be able to, to to work on two classic classic sci-fi fantasy slash speculative fiction uh, stories that have that I grew up with. Wow, that's awesome! That, that's basically making the kid in me jump for joy. <laughs> And that's right now what's happening with me. Wow, that is very, very cool stuff. And also managing two very, very uh, annoyed cats that I'm not paying attention to them. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just wait, kitties.
2: All right, well. What's
3: going on with you?
2: (laughs) Oh, you know. Stuff. Stuff. Good things this isn't about me. Um, anything else you want to bring up for the pendulums to get to know Seth a little bit better?
3: Um, I used to be a DJ. Mm hmm. Um, I did, uh, uh, beat matching DJ, not just you know picking one song after another. Well, it was picking some, one song after another, but it was seamlessly mixing the songs beat matching style in clubs. Um, and I also put a lot of, of the mixes that I did online um, through my website as uh, my name was DJ Fanboy. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, so uh, like me on Facebook and every now and then I will be posting a mix. But there are four mixes that are always On my website at www.audiogoodness.com slash DJFanboy. That's cool. And of course the website where I I, uh, list my resume is audiogoodness.com. So go to there to see what's happening and check out the, the links to the voice. The sound design demos and speak to your friends and speak to your comrades in the industry and let them know that I'm here. Thank you, America. And good night.
2: (laughs) And with that, we'll close out. Seth, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I really appreciate it personally. Um, I've enjoyed all the stuff that you've done, uh, since I've been listening to, to pendant. So, you. When you said you'd do the interview, I was just thrilled. Thank
3: you. Most so, most. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Thank, uh, thank you very much. And of course, you are most welcome. I'm still around. Keep tabs on Pendant Audio for more from Seth Adam sure. And keep listening to more Pendant Audio in general because their work is cool.
2: Definitely. If anyone would like to get a hold of me, you can find me on Pendant at uh, (laughs) – get a hold of me on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I am at JG underscore QA or you can get a hold of me on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot 5036. I know I keep saying this but someday I will get around to shortening that.
3: The Book of Face.
2: The Book of Face, yes. (laughs) Once again, Adam, thank you so much.
3: You are absolutely most welcome. Thank you. That was fun. It's over.
0: It's
1: over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, July 10th, Season 6, Episode 11 of The Kingery.
2: Next time on The
4: Kingery. Christ, Major, it isn't a vibrator. You gonna play with that thing all day?
1: Do you really think... I'm holding this piece of plastic hellfire, just cause I like the twinkly fucking lights. Really.
4: Let me remind you that there are about 50 armed police officers gonna show up and get in these vehicles. They will then go out into the kingery and pull the same horse shit that has been going on for weeks. In addition to this, they may just try to take out more buildings.
1: Yeah, I know!
4: Which is why we are doing this before they get here. We would like to know if there are any suites or large rooms available for the next three days. But of course, we have a suite available on the 48th floor. Would you please be so kind as to give me your name? That from Kalia. Or just Zeph. Whatever you would like to call me. Merci. And Memoiselle? <laughs>
1: That's the 85 million credit question, isn't it, buddy? Sucks. Come on. Fine. Polly... Amorous. Ah,
4: of course. We have been expecting Mademoiselle's arrival.
1: Wait, what? You have?
0: Brennish, get over here. What the fuck happened? You must have some idea. I mean, there's a smoking crater out there.
4: All I can tell at this point is that parking structure 7 and all the vehicles ended have been destroyed. That's all I can say for
0: sure. Why didn't you see this coming, Brennish? Why
4: did not. How the hell did you not see this coming? Been hounding our kill without due cause. Innocent people are dying. Yet you somehow thought there'd be no retaliation. Watch yourself, Kenneth. Well, if you'd have taken your head out of your ass long enough to look around, you might have been able to see this coming. Only at pendantaudio.com.
0: You should have seen that coming.
1: Coming out Wednesday, July 17th. Much Ado About Nothing, Act 3, and Shakespeare!
4: I do but stay till your marriage be consummate, and then go I toward Aragon. I'll bring you thither, my lord, if you'll vouchsafe me. Nay, that would be as great a soil in the new gloss of your marriage as to show a child his new coat and forbid him to wear it. I will only be bold with Benedict for his company, for from the crown of his head to the sole of his foot... He is all mirth. He hath twice or thrice cut Cupid's bowstring, and the little hangman dare not shoot at him. He hath a heart as sound as a bell, and his tongue is the clapper. For what his heart thinks, his tongue speaks. Gallants, I am not as I have been. so say I. Methinks you are sadder. I hope he be in love. Hang him, truant. There's no true drop of blood in him to be truly touched with love. If he be sad, he wants money. I... um, have... the toothache. Draw it. Hang it. You must hang it first and draw it afterwards. What? Sigh for the toothache? Where is but a humor? Or a worm? Well, everyone can
0: master a grief but he that has it. Yet say I, he is in love.
4: There is no appearance of fancy in him. Unless it be a fancy that he hath the strange disguises. As to be a Dutchman today, a Frenchman tomorrow, or in the shape of two countries at once, as a German from the waist downward, all slops, and a Spaniard from the hip upward, no doublet. Unless he have a fancy to this foolery, as it appears he hath, he is no fool for fancy, as you would have it appear he is. La la la, the show
1: is almost done. Yay!
0: And that's a show. That is you. it. We did it for you.
1: And we we did a fair amount of chit-chatting. Chat-chitting. All that. And now we're going to get back to work on stuff, people.
0: Work, work, work. We got a lot to do. We
1: do. We do. We do.
0: While we're working, why don't you stop by the website at PendantAudio.com. The Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant, the live journal community at community.livejournal.com slash PendantAudio. The Facebook page at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio. The Twitter feed at Twitter.com slash PendantWeb and the Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com. We will see you back here in two weeks.
1: This is Susan Bridges. And, Jeffrey
0: Bridges, thanks for listening. Whisper something already. Now.
4: But then you did. Now. And again. Now.
1: <laughs> Ew. Ew. I wasn't whispering. You can't make me. Oh, you did it again.
3: Um, Boomkit Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. Whoa. Whoa.